back to Auntie Please, where we are everything we want to be, nothing you want us to be, and so much more. I'm Lama, and with me I also have Shia. And today we're going to be getting into a little chill, well, I don't know how long it's going to be chill for. It's going to be a 50 minute episode. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to talk through our opinions and reviews of the new Netflix series called A Suitable Boy. Um, But before we get into that, Shaya, how are you? What's been going on? I am good. I've been chilling for the, actually, no, that's not true. I've been hustling a little bit. Um, I feel like I've just been most for the most of it. I've been like quite productive and just like you know really immersing myself in work in like you know side hustles and stuff in the podcast. Um, while also you know I can see myself making um making time for things that I enjoy, whether it's like hanging out with my friends or like doing just like dancing around my room or like stuff with my plants and all that. But um. Yeah, no, it's going good and I feel like I'm finally in that space where I always imagine myself being in, where I'm just like doing all these different things. So I'm currently very happy where I'm at. Um, I've also gone on a few dates here and there, so that, that's been fun. Love that. That's been entertaining Love for me. Um, and I've always, yeah, I've always been like a bit iffy in general about dating back home but I was like you know what I'm gonna be here for a while so I might as well get to know some boys but but yeah like so far so good so far I've been like it's been good it's been nice pretty interesting guys that I've been meeting um not that's good so far I haven't been disappointed (laughs) but like I can feel it coming though I know it's just around the corner (laughs) um it's gonna happen yeah I mean, there was one slightly disappointing one. I told you about that, but I won't get into details. But like, but um, <laughs> yeah, that's pretty much me. That's all I've been up to. Um, what about you, Lama? How are you doing? What's your life update? I've been pretty all right. Melbourne's coming out of our lockdown, so I start work next week, which is nice. It's work. It's a welcome change because I thought I was only gonna go back to work late November so it's nice to be getting back into that and I'm excited to see all my colleagues but it's also kind of balancing that like a little bit of anxiety of going back to being in places where there are lots of people and that are crowded again and then it's also dealing with the fact that like a lot of Melbournians can be very like negligent um, when it comes to like us reopening and just the excitement of reopening, people kind of forget basic things like wearing your fucking mask when you're in public. <laughs> but you know, it's fine. It's whatever. It- Nightmare on Chapel Street. <laughs> I know. It's like please, and I just I just can't stand the ones that like have it below their nose, and it's just I just, I can't deal. I just can't deal with it. I just want to go and like you know you know that thing where they like. Like, when someone, like, pulls on your bra strap and then it, like, hits you back on the skin. But I want to do that with their mask. Like, pull the mask away and then hit it back on top of the nose. <laughs> but anyway, yeah, I'm good. I'm all right. I'm, I cut my hair. I bleached a part of my hair. Just, yes. I think every year since 2017, I've cut my hair short at some point. Whether it's the start of the year, the end of the year. Mm. So maybe it's, like, a thing. But we'll see. But yeah, that's me. That's bad. Oh, and I also feel like we're in like that. I go through moments where I feel like everything's like a dumpster fire. Like it's just shit. Like with this whole mm. BBC policy thing about 
trying to be like non-biased and then like yeah wait can you fill me in on that because i need to be (laughs) yeah so basically it's like this new policy um by the bbc about you know because they are like a broadcasting and like journalism type of media company so um they got i think they got a lot of pressure from like right-wing groups saying that they were very biased and so in conjunction of trying to put forward that sort of unbiased phase they introduced a policy which doesn't allow people to participate in things that are like overtly political or like contentious um or and it's like you can't yeah post things on social media that could be political or um contentious even if that's like a like definitely not whilst whilst you've got your bbc name on you you know like if you're doing it while you're employed but even on your personal things you can't do things like that so it's it's quite and where it became kind of iffy is because right now i think i'm not really sure but i think in the uk right now there's a lot of um shit basically going on um about trans rights and you know um Mm. their livelihood and things like that and 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 that's a big sort of area where the company's like oh you can't attend pride marches you can't post things about these things and Mm. it's like because it's too political and you can't be political when you're part of this organization Mm. which is kind of like which like when people always think that it's like barring people from going to these events in support of these things is a political choice. Well, it's it's not a political yeah, choice as if it's up for as, debate. But the thing is, is like not letting them go to these things because it's also, yeah, it's like it's yeah, a political yeah. stance when you don't allow your workers to go to these marches or attend these protests or post things about Black Lives Matter. Yeah, um, that's a political stance in itself, you know. So um. Yeah, because they're controlling yeah. choice. So that's that's what's happening. I think they like issued a statement recently where it's like, oh no, like our workers can, our employees can go for the marches, but I don't know. It's it's all quite like, um, what's the, what's the word when it's it's just it's it's very gray very gray area, area very confusing, um, very muddled information. So I think like some of the journalism mm. like groups and unions are kind of getting together to make sure that information is clear for the people that are working there. So yeah, that's one thing. And then the thing that's going on with Poland and like their like the protests going on there to do with like abortion rights. Mad dude. I just feel like everything's like a dumpster fire right now. Um (laughs) (laughs) so it's twenty twenty in a nutshell. Yeah. It's just just this whole year. Yeah, and it's like trying not to get overwhelmed by all of these things and just being like, okay, cool, that's happening, yeah. but I also got to focus on what's going on in my life. And it's and then with the whole, um, in Melbourne on the day that we, um, on the day that we got out of lockdown, well, not got out of lockdown, but restrictions eased. It was the same day that um, an hist- a historical tree in the, um. I don't want to mispronounce it, so I'm going to spell it. D-J-A-B, Wurong, um, People's Territory was yeah. cut down. And it was it's a really, really sad time for that community. And it was, and to be honest, like, yeah, yeah, I didn't feel like celebrating the whole restrictions. Like, I was happy, but I was also like, oh, shit. Like, this is such a terrible yeah. thing for the community to be... Like, it's like, you know that, that scene in, like, Avatar 
when the the government tries to like, yeah. cut down their their tree awa and it's like that type of same feeling you know people will be outraged at these things in movies but when it happens in real life then it's like there is like zero nobody yeah but it's eye. but it's good to hear that um with the protest that happened at that site as well which turned into a lot of violence from the police and stuff which was not really fun to hear about but yeah. at least now that they've halted it temporarily for I think yeah and they're taking it to court yeah. right so hopefully hopefully yeah like the 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 people of that territory get what they want and you know for this cutting down shit to stop yeah. so anyway yeah that's my life in melbourne it's very paradoxical it's like one one hand it's yeah. happy and then the other hand it's like yeah cool we're all dying <laughs> Yeah, and they were very, they were very, <laughs> okay, no, I was just going to say, they were very strategic in their yes. announcement as well, like, they were, yeah, they announced the ease of restrictions, and didn't really say anything about the destruction of it, and like, but it all happened the same day, so, it's um very clear what was, yeah, what was happening, 100%, what the intent was, yeah, so Lama, a suitable boy, what are your initial thoughts on it? Just so you know, like there will be spoilers, so yeah. don't come, don't come at us like, like yeah, we're telling you now there will be spoilers, so listen exactly. with caution. Um, we'll add a disclaimer as well. If you um, want to come for us, it's fine. Yeah, I'll fight. I'm in a but, fighting mood. Fuck it, no. So, so to to give people listening what the suitable boy was it's basically based on a novel published by this guy named Vikram Sethi I think I'm not yeah. sure I no forgot. Vikram Seth um Vikram Seth okay cool yeah. um so yeah he's also it was, like a poet and stuff oh makes sense which is why one of the characters was a poet um <laughs> but but yeah it was it's one of the like it was like if you google it and it will like on wikipedia and everything it'll come up with like it's one of the longest novels ever. Um, like, for a whole story to be published in one... Like, it was so long. And it's just, like, imagine all of Twilight in, like, one book, I suppose. <laughs> um, so, but yeah, it's, it's basically about this girl, Lata, and it's also set in India's, like, right after post-independence um, yeah. um, from the British and also post-partition. Um, and it's kind of set in that time. And it's basically the story about this young girl who is about, I think, 1920. Her name is Lata. And she is just kind of, like, yeah, going through her life. She's in uni, but her mom is a recent widower. And the, 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 the Netflix show at least starts off with her sister getting married um, to someone yeah. that she was like arranged to be married to but she's really like she's really happy about it and they were all like family friends in a way so anyway um yeah I I I actually I mean I I love I love all I love anything to do with drama and romance <laughs> like that's my shit um but I but there were like I just really loved my favorite characters was actually not even the main girl. Um, my favorite character yeah. was Man, which is her brother-in-law. So, um, not the guy that her sister married, but the guy her that brother-in-law's brother. Yes, brother-in-law's brother. Yeah, <laughs> English. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and, I, and I loved him, um, particularly because like he's one of the characters you actually got to see, like had a very like 
complex storyline about him and yeah. a lot of different like facets that you saw about his personality. You saw his very like affectionate, sometimes possessive romantic side um, with his relationship with um, the courtesan Zayda, Zayda Begum. And like, oh my god, first of all, Tabu is beautiful. Like, she's just gorgeous. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm in love with you. I would be man if I was in this story. Yeah. I'm in love with you. Hey, what was her name? Um, Sorry, I'm just not like super familiar with all these like Bollywood it's fine. actors and actresses. I don't know what their real, real life names are. I think oh, Tabu. Man's real life. Tabu. Sorry. Oh, yeah, Tabu. Tabu. Yeah. yeah, that's Tabu. Yeah. Um, Saida Begum. Is played by Tabu. So yes, I loved Man's character, and I also just loved his friendship with um, what's his friend's name? Is his friend's name Fidaus? Oh, I'm just making that up. Fyros. Fyros. Why am I making all these names? <laughs> Close, dude. Close. <laughs> That's Abang Fidaus. Abang Fidaus. <laughs> Um, yeah, Firoz, so it's, yeah. So, no, no, Firoz, Firoz, Firoz. Firoz. Bitch, she's being white here. Be like, Firoz. It's um, Yes, Dude, I loved... What? Him and Firoz, I was so sure that I thought they, they were going to be, be like a queer a couple. A couple, I yeah. They were be a queer and couple. I was like, but... oh, I'm loving this, yeah. And it was going to like spark controversy and everything. Did you see the way he looked at Man? With the whole rose petal on the shoulder. Yes. And the thing is, is that like, what I loved about their friendship is that like, it's, it's, it's so, it's, the thing is, it's right. When girls are together, like we do those things, you know, like I stand sometimes really close to my girlfriends. I'll like push a little, you know, like tuck their hair behind their ears and stuff like that. Or like, you know, we'll sit and like, I remember my like, friend and I Nishi and I we used to just cuddle in bed and like she used mm. to big spoon me and I will never let her big spoon me again because she will literally trap me <laughs> like a spider but but it's like you know those friendships were very like affectionate and like loving. very affectionate and yeah. loving and, and the thing is like so many of the guys I know and um have friendships that are very like homoerotic you know you watch them and you're like <laughs> That's literally my group of guys here back home. They're all just like all over each other. And I love it. Yes. And I love it. it. I really love it so much. Like when they kiss each other on the cheek. When, you know, they're like when they're sitting and watching a movie and like someone is like leaning on the other person. And it's like those things are so beautiful when no one does anything to be like, no homo bro. Like no, like it's just what the friendship is. It is a loving, it's an affectionate um friendship where they can be vulnerable about their information like their feelings yeah. and their emotions which yeah. I just I love so much I loved that's why I really liked his character because I think the people that were most important to his character arc I also really really loved and then and then yeah and it was also it's kind of funny because a lot of things that you see in the show and in the um in the way that certain people are portrayed whole still true to the way that certain people are looked at now and the kind of cognitive dissidence you see happening in people till this day for example Saida Begum courtesan beautiful voice amazing everyone wants to go mm. and see her shows everyone pays so much respect to her when they see her in person but then behind their back if someone wants to go and see her someone starts dating her or whatever um yeah then it's bad, you know? Like, no one wants to be seen in a house like that with a woman like that. 
when like half an hour ago you were like enthralled in her beauty and her voice and you know her music yeah so, like, bitch it's the same thing now with the way people treat sex workers <laughs> so like tell me something i don't know yeah <laughs> um <laughs> but i loved i loved yeah. watching her though like she just yes had this like sensuality about her and I even I was just like so enchanted by her and like the way even just like the way she moved and stuff the way she would like wrap a shawl around her and everything yeah. like all those like little little things and I don't know if that was like for her character if that's just like taboo as a per- taboo taboo as a person but um but I really liked it and I really I just really enjoyed watching her um and I enjoyed watching like the whole thing with her and Man and stuff and that like you know forbidden love kind of thing and I was like oh this is spicy like you know like this just got good kind of thing because I didn't realize so my mom didn't tell me anything she didn't like spoil anything for me so I was like oh damn my mom's watching this too <laughs> um so I thought it was like quite funny but yeah really interesting to see but one thing that I didn't like about Man is just like his character development like he went from like you know you see like Especially during that holy celebration thing. Remember he like he pushed like some minister um yes. into the water and stuff and like was like just like he was just like being really childish and really immature and I was like, how would shit like that fly back then, especially when like you know, like his dad would say, you know, so much is at stake, like how could you be so immature and so childish? Like so I just didn't know how realistic that was. And then from him going from that extreme to you know, being like, oh, I've met this woman now and, like, I'll do anything for her and, like, you know, I'm going to, like, help her out because she needs help from me. You know, as you see, like, in the later episodes and stuff. And I'm just like, how did that happen? Like, you went from being a boy to, like, a man, kind of, but, like, a very irresponsible Mm. man still because, I mean, he did some (laughs) other dodgy stuff later on. (laughs) You know, stabbed his best friend and whatnot. (laughs) Yeah. um, Yeah, it was just... So I, didn't but I think like that's that. what I liked about his character too, though, because he, he was he was in love with her, but he was like he was literally intoxicated by her, right? Like yeah, he was so yeah, into- fully yeah. intoxicated to the word, yeah, devoted to her. Um, mm. And it was, and it's like even just the way that when he first listens to her, and he first like sees her singing, like just right before that, he was doing something cheeky, and then as soon as he sees her, and it's like watches her and listens to her like there's something that kind of snaps and changes within yeah. him and i just i just find that very cute okay just it's about, cute I mean, but it's also so dangerous because like yeah, it is very dangerous see, later on like he was so like to a point where he felt like if she okay what, what was it that happened oh yeah no because he thought that she was like cheating on him or something or like seeing someone else and he just snapped he lost it he was also drinking before that but that that also shows like you know, like, for him, like, that self, that lack of, like, self-control and stuff and, like, that still lack of responsibility and everything. Like, he just lost it and was, like, literally strangling her. So, like, and then that led him to, like, literally stab his best friend. Yeah. You know? So, like, that's how it's also dangerous. If, I mean, I guess if that didn't happen, then it would have, like, been nicer to see him, you know, intoxicated or whatever. Because it's more harmless then. It is. But, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, it's not a story about man. Let's let's go to let's go to the main bish, alright? Let's go to yeah. Lata. I liked how like these two like ha- these two stories happen like in parallel though, because it wasn't just all about Lata. I feel like I would have been quite bored about that. The fact that man was like kind of a main also, I was like, this this is good. This is strategic. Yeah. Um yeah. Lata. 
I really like her face. There's something about her face that's just really attractive. And I can't... <laughs> like, it's her smile. Every time I look at her, I'm just... It's her smile. I'm enchanted by it. It's a smile, yeah. It's, it's like, a smile. I was watching a review and it was they were saying how back in the day, or even actually, no, not back in the day, still now, Madhuri Dixit, every time you look at her and every time you smile, you can't help but smile because she's just so pretty. And it's like yeah. the same when I look at Lata's face. I'm like, every time she smiles, I want to smile too. But she smiles all the time. So please stop smiling. <laughs> for your uncomfortability or awkwardness all right miss yeah yeah she does that i kind of wish um i mean i liked her character and everything but i was kind of hoping that she would have been like a like she like she was kind of neither here nor there like she seemed progressive but then at the same time wasn't really all that progressive and i don't, mm. I don't know maybe i was just kind of hoping that she would be like a bit more feminist and a bit more or at least like a bit more vocal about certain opinions and thoughts and stuff like you know there were certain comments that would be made and she would just kind of you know smile <laughs> just smile it off kind of thing like laugh yes. it off kind of thing and not and really say so anything mad. And, and you'd expect her to say something like when her um what did her brother say he was like what's his name Arun yeah I remember his name I just Arun found him so obnoxious and, and annoying he was so obnoxious I did find him attractive though but like but he was really oh. obnoxious. I found mo- like almost all the guys cute though, to be honest. Like even like Rashid and Sam. Okay, we'll get to that later. But Rashid is is he was, beautiful. Rashid, yeah, is Rashid is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, but this I I'm pretty sure his name is Arun. But um, he was saying something about along the lines of like, oh, like it was better when the British were here, or like the British should have stayed, or something along those lines. Yes, like the yes. British should have like just not left. And I was just like, and no one said anything. Everyone was just like, well, I was like, something should have been said, you know? Because like, you also look at who's watching this, right? It's, I mean, it's catered to like a white audience or like a English speaking audience, right? It's not, it's not, this show is, it's not targeted at, you know, the Indian population or like the non-English speaking population. So like, so it leaves a certain kind of impression on, you know, I guess, especially like white listeners who don't really know what's up with like colonization and how that was harmful um so so yeah i just i feel like someone should have said something there should have been something that should have been said at that point in time but nobody said anything so yeah but perhaps yeah. maybe the, the like because it is based on a book i don't know because i i wish i read the book but i haven't read the book so i, yeah. I, can't, I can't make the like proper comparison but mm. maybe that's the thing though that like, they were i'm guessing even after like independence not everyone was happy to be not a colony anymore of the british you know especially people that were in privileged positions that benefited from being like having closer proximity to like a sense of whiteness right so their accents um the way that they dressed and things like that and and yeah i'm guessing for Aaron it was like and it's it's the same thing that that i think a lot of people go through even now a lot of like first generation people second generation i don't even know i'm kind of confused with these generation things but basically when you're in a new country so if you know your background is south asian but then you grew up in america australia the uk even somewhere in europe like you who you you're assimilating into sort of the the culture within that country and you know new mm. like different accents as compared to the way that your parents speak or your cousins speak back home and you yeah. know like speaking in your mother tongue and yeah so see i don't know i just wanted to shove a sock into aaron's mouth 
after yeah, that. Yeah, I feel like he's got some, like, like, serious Stockholm Syndrome going on. <laughs> <laughs> also, their yeah. accents. Like, all of them. Okay, not all of them, but, like, I don't know. I guess... I don't know. I kind of okay. assumed that he was I liked, educated. I liked Obviously. some of the accents. The thing is, is that... The Chatterjees. Oh, sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's like... <laughs> I don't even know like I so my grandma right my grandma grew up in the time that was prior to Malaysia being independent which means like we still were occupied by like British Japanese like you know all these different occupations and and she spent a lot of time in like convent schools and you know those were schools that were um run by nuns um and and so the way that my grandma speaks and even some of her sisters like there's a slight like British twang to the way that they speak mm. um and they 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 do sound a lot like that actually and but, but okay but it's like in the series some some of the actors and actors some of the actors enunciate the words like a bit too much and like really butcher the accent mm-hmm. but it's like something yeah. that i can so they're trying past. too hard <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah i got, got but, a um, sense of that as well like they were trying too hard yeah yeah but you know other than that I, 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 so I'm happy. I'm like, I expected Lata to end up with Harish. I kind of saw it coming, but I didn't ship it only because, and I will say this, it's, it's like my own personal bias that I realized and I didn't ship it because I didn't personally find Harish attractive. So I was like, oh, the main <laughs> girl that I liked is ending up with this. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> and it's like really exposing my like superficial shallowness when it comes to watching TV shows. Cause it's like, yeah. I'm, but like when I, so when I look at Harish's character, you know, the like background, like rags, riches type of thing. Yeah. And, um, and I was like, if he was just played by a different actor, actor i would have been like yeah defy your family do <laughs> rebel against that i mean like even though that's what the mom wanted but but yeah i think it's just because yeah. i didn't find him a a, a a match for her so that's just my personal opinion but yeah. i know you like that they ended up together i actually yeah i've no no i don't like that they ended up together but i liked i, I found him attractive i found harish attractive okay mm-hmm. i feel like cabrio like yeah, you'd be an idiot to not think he's attractive. Same with Amit. Like I, I was in, I fell in love with Amit. To be honest, <laughs> I was like, this is what, like that's who I ship. That's who I ship for them. So what I thought was gonna happen was, was that she was gonna like I knew Kabir wouldn't have happened because that's a very classic storyline, you know. Again, forbidden love. Like she's Hindu, he's Muslim, and stuff. And like back then, it was like even bigger of a deal. I'm so mad um, about it because you know there was that like Hindu Muslim divide at that point in time. Yeah. So. So I was like, you know, it would be too, um, too, um, what's the word, like, expected of a storyline. So I knew that wasn't going to happen. But then I, w- I just, I really thought that Harish wasn't going to happen either and that she would go after Amit just because, like, you know, it seems fun, whatever, you know, like, I guess, you know, that's, like, money in that family, whatever. Um, but, and that he, because he, it's very clear that he's not serious, that he's, like, he may think that he is, but he's actually not. It's just a bit out of character for him to, like, settle down and stuff. Like, that's just not the way he was portrayed. So I thought that something would happen there. They'd be engaged, and then he would fuck up somewhere and, like, cheat on her, or, like, he would be like, oh, I can't do this kind of thing because I'm not ready or whatever. And then she'd be like, oh, my God, like, what am I going to do now? And then, like, and then Harish, who's like, who can be a bit proud, he would be like, 
no, no, then Lata would try and go for him. And then he would be like, no, 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 like you chose Amit over me. Like you're not coming to me. You're not coming to me now, kind of thing. And then she would just like be left with no one. And, now and no then one. she would just like go and like pursue some like kind of higher education or some kind of like career or something. And then she just meet someone there. So I thought that w- that's what you know. I thought that was gonna happen, but that didn't mm-hmm. happen. Maybe I thought too much about it, but. But yeah, I don't know. I yeah, I like Harish because he was like you know yeah self made, understands the meaning of hard work. He was like grounded and stuff. But like, but even in her choice, like it was clear that she was just being very practical about it. Like it wasn't like it wasn't like oh like, I can't really like him. Like I'm in love with him or whatever. Like she was being very practical about it. And I guess you know it's the smart thing to do. But also, I was kind of hoping that she would kind of just, like, fall. Like, it wasn't clear that she fell in love with him, you know? And she was like, he loves me. And I feel like a lot of these storylines about, like, arranged marriages, it's like, like, the woman's just, like, whatever. And it's always about, like, oh, but he loves me, though. Like, it doesn't matter if she loves the guy back. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I I didn't like that either. I shipped her but... with Kabir. I wanted her to be with Kabir so bad. Maybe because <laughs> I wanted myself to be with Kabir. Like, this is the, this is the <laughs> yes. thing, though. I'm glad to realize that we both have, we have like similar but also different tastes in men because your pick would have been Amit <laughs> and like mine would be like, we're, this is the actor with his poems and shit. Oh, you yeah. Know, but like, yeah, that was, just, that was hot. Yeah, he was so, he, yeah. and I think I, I, I liked his ambition um, for himself and. Wait, wait, I like think about Amit or Kabir? No, Kabir, Kabir. Okay, um, okay. I like his ambitions for himself and the, you know, the ones to be like, yeah, I want to go to Cambridge, whatever it is. Mm. And, but I think, and, and it's like, you know, the whole, like the whole idea of her being like, he's so selfish. He only thinks of himself. Blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, well, I think because, she flipped because out girl, all you want to do is get married. Man has yeah. dreams and, and stuff to, like, and responsibility. He's got a sick mom who probably has Alzheimer's or. I can't remember. I can't remember. Yeah, I think de- like, like some like, dementia? like dementia, something along those lines. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. And he can't just up and leave. Like it was selfish of her to expect that of him. Yeah, I was like, excuse me, bitch. <laughs> Who do you think you are? What do you think you're doing? <laughs> <laughs> you ain't shit, Lata. Okay. <laughs> I know. I was. I was so mad at her choices. I was like, girl, you need to have a spine. Please have a spine. Yes, but is, she doesn't set. have a spine. Yes, she's no backbone. It's difficult, obviously, understanding like what it was like to be a woman in that back then yeah. setting in in those years as well. Um, but, I kind of feel like they I didn't think... look oppressed enough. Just <laughs> <laughs> a horrible thing to say, but they seemed a bit because like. You know, remember, like, that conversation with her and her best friend? She was like, oh, like, I feel like I'm going backwards, you know, we're, like, 20th century women, um, you know, with, like, all this, like, freedom and stuff. And I was like, I don't know how much, like, realistically at that point in time, I don't know how much freedom they would have had. But also, I didn't exist in that time. So I honestly wouldn't know. I'm just making assumptions about something that I don't know. So mm-hmm. take note. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. That was definitely something interesting that I found, too. I think it's because I compare Lata like it's like you had those little moments of independence and wanting mm. to choose for herself and decide and then you have moments yeah. where she kind of just observed or let things slide as a bystander um mm. and and 
And and for me, at least when I compare that to the way I am, it's like I just hate letting things slide by as a bystander. Yeah. You know? And like if I wanted something, then I would have gone for it. And I think she did at that point when she told Kabir she wanted to marry him and was like, let's do it now. But obviously, yeah. you know, she couldn't because he didn't want to now. And then yada, yada, yada. I don't know. I don't know. It was just... Mm. It was just Overall, I really, I think I really enjoyed it because it's it's drama and visually though it was such a, like it was just visually so yeah. pleasing to watch the costume. Yeah, visually it was nice. Yeah, I have to admit that. Yeah, yeah, I really like that. There were a lot of tiny moments in it that I really was like, oh, this is very, this is very powerful. Like when Man mm. protected Feroz from that kind of mob that mm, wanted to kill him. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was a really powerful oh, scene. Oh, I love that, and, yeah. Yeah. And and it's one of those things that really makes me sad to see because the, you know, Hindu-Muslim divide is still very, very, like, yeah, present in in our communities. And it just makes me sad, you know? And I think that, like, I was talking to one of my friends about this and I was just like why why are we still here you know like why are we still in this like phase of it's fine if you have Muslim friends but you can't get married to someone um it's fine if like you know there's no like inter-religious marriages and things like that and yeah it's just one of those conversations that I think are very difficult because the previous generation is he like it's not even they're not even healing they just have a lot of generational trauma with what happened yeah. with the partition and even like for example the Sikhs, um, and and mm. and 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 the Punjabi Sikh people and the Muslim community and how like I think the history is that a lot of um, Sikhs were forced to convert and they didn't and it resulted in a lot of like bloodshed and a lot of things like that. But anyway, don't take me for factual historical information. But it's just like a lot yeah. of generational <laughs> trauma that kind of seeps into where they are now and for me it's like it's not a justification for ongoing violence you know yeah so So you get it but then it doesn't mean that that's what it has to look like today yeah 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 it just sucks really just sucks so yeah those scenes when it when when i when i really saw the the tensions the nuances of those relationships I was like, oh, this, mm. it, it, it hurt. I was like, oh my God, this like sucks because you still see it happen in this day and age. It's, so like one thing that I also yeah. did like about the movie that it wasn't just about like this drama and this romance and this like love story and all that. Because you've got like the storyline of Lata, you've got the storyline of like Man, but then you've also got like the storyline of the whole Hindu-Muslim divide. And then you've also got the mm-hmm. storyline of like the politics of it all, you know, which is... um. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. It was like some kind of like policy they wanted to push where like landowners would have to um, share or like give the rights of the land to people who work on the land rather than it just being like that one person who like controls everything. And so I like that, you know, like it's not like it's it gives the show a bit more substance. It's not just about it's not just another love story. There's more to it than that. And like. And, you know, it discusses stuff that actually did happen. So, I like that, too. Yeah. Yeah. Can we can we talk about the strategies? Because I actually love them. <laughs> I love how about the ch- extra... Chatterjees? The strategies. The strategies. 
It was so extra. I just loved it all. It was so like, extra. So dramatic. Like, I hated Minakshi at the start, which is um, Lata's brother's... Lata's sister-in-law, basically. Because she tried yep. to melt her father-in-law's medals, like her late father-in-law's medals. Mm-hmm. So I don't like that. Mm-hmm. But after that, I kind of grew to like her because... But I but I wanted to understand why. Why did she want to melt that? Yeah, they didn't make it clear. I think what? she wanted to make jewelry you know? out of it. Because there was something about the guy that she was... I feel like it was kind of related to the guy that she was cheating with. And something about jewelry as well. I can't remember. But yeah. Um. So, oh yeah, and then she also cheated on, on like her husband. And she was so like chill about it. That was that was interesting to see also. But, <laughs> but yeah, I liked her. Then like the sister Cuckoo. That was funny too. <laughs> and the I German just, guy. Well, the fact that her name is Cuckoo. <laughs> yeah, the fact that her name is Cuckoo. Um and then there's Amit, of course. Uh handsome Amit. I literally stalked <laughs> stalked the the actor uh what's his name again? Mikhail Send is Mikhail Sen is the name of um is the real name of the actor oh. of Amit Chatterjee, and he is a cutie. I watched some videos of him after, and I was like, he's still cute in real life too. <laughs> um, does his smile? It's so cheeky. Like he just seems like someone that I could just like have a lot of fun with, really, and just like mm. do dumb shit with, like you know, get into like risky situations where we fear for our lives, kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. I like. I feel like that's like one, like pretty much the only reason I liked him. And I don't know. I guess he was tall and stuff. You know, me being, that's my superficialness coming out. But um, wait, you didn't like him because he was tall? No, no, I liked him. I liked him because he was like tall. Uh, It was tall, dark, and handsome. Like uh, what more could a girl want? So mm, mm. (laughs) that was me and how I felt about him. Yeah, (laughs) I really, I really liked. Every scene. I was like, I wish I, I saw more of him, though. I wish I saw more of him. And that he had a m- yeah. bit more substance, maybe. I really want to read the book now, though. Now that I've watched the series, I do want to read the book. It's going to be a big I'm book. Like, Ooh, I want... It is going to be a big book. But I, I'm, I'm usually... I love... I'm a sucker for books. And especially when they kind of get changed into movies or series so there are always things in the book that are like misinterpreted or changed or omitted when mm. you you know have to make something into a series so yeah but i just i do i i also love um watching south asian characters in like speak in english and sometimes also like their mother tongues because it's very like reminiscent of my own life <laughs> it's like i'm mostly speaking english and then like here and there my family will speak nepali yeah. or you know my mom's side will speak tamil to someone and then if i'm in india like someone's speaking hindi on the other side someone's speaking bengali and on the other side someone's <laughs> speaking nepali it's like very confusing yeah. but it's nice because i'm like oh confusion. that's kind of it's it's relatable yeah <laughs> Um. Yeah, yeah. I like that too. Do you have any Not more? that I can speak from any experience because I can't speak my mother tongue because <laughs> I'm an embarrassment to my people and my family. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I wanted yeah. to talk about um that little side story about Sayida Bai and her sister. And that whole thing. I knew that was a daughter from the start. No, no, no. I was like... I didn't think that... Okay, I went on like a different... I had like a different thought to it. Because I thought, okay, yeah, that's... 
No, like I already knew you. Okay, yeah, that was gonna be her daughter. But then I thought mm-hmm. that Feroz was her son. Also, oh, so like kind of slightly different. Yeah, and then kind like you know like they had two kids. She took the son. I see. I see. No, she took the the girl. Actually, no. Now that I think about it, it doesn't make too much sense because how like you know, which means like they made that same mistake twice. But, but um, but yeah, I thought it was going somewhere a little different. But yeah, I think everyone kind of like saw that coming. I definitely knew that she was a daughter. I just was quite not surprised. Like I was half surprised, half like ah yes, of course it's by the religious politician, the scandal. You know, yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. One thing I will. Who seems like such a great guy, by the way. That dad, I really liked him. I like his character. What a great yes. Yeah. He was another really great, like supporting character. Yeah. Um, what a man. What yeah. a man. Overall, though, I will say my favorite parts of the whole series. Also attracted to. Him. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> this <Go> girl. <laughs> Overall, my favorite part of the whole series will definitely be costumes, the visuals, and also music. Music was on point, and I was not surprised when I discovered that Anushka Shar- uh, Anushka Shankar um, was in like one of the people in charge of the music and basically she's this really famous sitar um, artist yeah and and just oh, the music was so beautiful like especially all of the um, guzzles that Zayda Begum sang just oh, it's just so beautiful I love I love like it's very re- reminiscent of like Sufi music. And like even the kathak that um, Tasneem was dancing is like it's like all these little little things which are quite um, yeah like a reflection of the culture and the kind yeah. of differences yeah those are all my thoughts. There's like one thing I wish I wish I could like relate to that more. Like I kind of lowkey wish that like I did go for like classes when I was younger that. I re- they call it like Balvikas, but like oh yes, I don't really we know, know about Balvik- to- I know what Balvikas is. I didn't Dif- go for it, but I had a friend that did. Yeah, so it was kind of like you just go to these classes and then like teach you stuff about like the religion and like the epics and stuff and like the Bhagavad Gita and like we would do like plays and everything and all that. So that was all like really fun, but I didn't really know what was going on. <laughs> and then you know you do like bhajans and stuff like that. Um, and, like, meditation and all that. Oh, wow, I actually did meditation when I was really young. Anyway, um, but, you know, things like Bharatanatyam and stuff, like, I know, like, the Temple of Fine Arts is, like, a big thing here. Yeah. And, like, you were involved with that. For, like, more than um, half my life. I really wish... <laughs> <laughs> I really wish I had that kind of um, cultural exposure, I think. It's like, one of those things where, like, you don't really appreciate when you're younger, but then as you grow older, you're like, wow, like, I have this, like, newfound appreciation for it and you kind of just wish that you were exposed to it more. Just, like, how I wish I spoke Tamil. Yeah. I can only understand a little bit. But, um, it's not too late for me to learn. It's not too so late. Hopefully. It's not too late. I just need to actually do it and make time for it. Yeah. And then practice yeah. it. That relationship is a difficult one, though, when I, like, grew up dancing in Pradhanatyam and being, being a, an Indian girl that was mixed... Like, my, my, mm. like, the thing is, like, my mixed is not, like, I have a parent that was white and then a, 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 a another parent that's, like, yeah, a person. Yeah. Like, both my parents are um, South Asian background. My mom's Sri Lankan Tamilian, but my dad's Nepali um, from India. And when they, you know, delivered to me, 
I don't like a Roja, right? <laughs> and I went to like government school, I'm not government, like a national public school system, and then moved to international school. And then I never, I didn't grow up speaking Tamil. And it was very difficult being there because I always felt like I never belonged. And at the same time, I also felt very mm. close spiritually to the things that I was doing. And I went through like, oh, I hate this. I love this. Back to I hate this because I felt very out of place. Mm. Back to I love this. And and yeah. then now having such a deep appreciation for it. I think that's one of the things that I definitely miss a lot and wish I could have had throughout my time in Australia. Like I made, a part of me sounds like, oh, maybe I should have gone to study in Perth because then I could have been involved with Temple Finance in Perth. But that's, I think, one part of my life that I will, I will always miss and wish I could have had still embedded in my life now. Yeah. Mm. One of those things, but um, <laughs> I feel like it's also just like a little bit about like just reclaiming the culture yeah. and, you know, making it work for you and how it fits for you as well. A suitable boy. I'd rate it out of 10, I'd rate it a solid 5.5 Ooh. or a 6, which is pretty bad. Oh god, that's <laughs> low. I don't because I also, I also thought that some of the like, just like some things that they say and I'm just like, nobody really says that. And I just, I can't imagine them seeing it at that point in time or like, you know, something that it just didn't translate well. Also, yeah, okay, keep in mind, probably should have said this at the start, but this show was a BBC production. Like, and the person who wrote the script was a white man. Yeah. So, I think it kind of <laughs> makes sense that, like, some things just didn't, like, translate across. And it was, it's obvious that it was catered for, like, a white audience and not really, like, us. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, and I think that's what kind of, like, had, that's why it had its awkward moments and stuff here and there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it was alright. I mean, like, it's just, you kind of just watch it. Like, you don't have to think too much when you watch it, I think. Yeah. Even though that's what we did. <laughs> I really I just I really wish Man and like Feroz were a thing like yeah I wish that was a thing I don't know I hope I hope someone takes the liberty to create like sequels or prequels to like, these different characters oh okay you know and like or oh, someone just writes a fanfic I'll read it <laughs> yeah like a fanfic I will read that, it yeah. that, that is something I would do yeah yeah, yeah. Um, um, but yeah that's all Shy and I's thoughts about a suitable boy. If you guys have watched it, let us know what your thoughts are. Out on Netflix now. <laughs> <laughs> Sponsors. <laughs> um, like a sponsor thing. <laughs> yep. So that's it. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Spotify, Apple iTunes, and Instagram at Auntie Please. You can also follow us on our individual accounts. For me, it's at Achaya5. And Lama, where can we follow you? It's Natasha J. Lama. We'll see you and guys. That's <laughs> all we have for now. <laughs> okay, bye! <laughs>